sun does not always shine in West Virginia, but the people always do. Well, everybody, I know we had mentioned earlier in the week that we were going to have Delegate Danielle Walker on the episode this week on the podcast. Unfortunately, there were some uh, technical difficulties, and we were not able to get connected with her like we properly wanted to. She has a great story, so we're going to push it back a couple of weeks and try and revisit with her maybe at the end of July or in August or early fall at some point and try and tell her story because it's an incredible story of how she got into service. She's from Louisiana, ended up in West Virginia, and now she's a House of Delegates member. So cool story. But So Cooper and I just decided, hey, you know what? Shit, let's just hop on here and and just riff a little bit, you know, talk about what's going on in our day-to-day and kind of update you guys on, you know, maybe our personal lives. We, We talk about so much of other people. You know, we can talk about ourselves every now and then, right? Exactly. This is a, a therapy session. <laughs> is that what this is? Um, no, I agree. And uh, yeah, guys, so no episode officially with the guest, but we figured we'd bounce around um, different stuff that we have going on, our beliefs, maybe read some comments and feedback from you guys on social media. Um, and then, as like CJ said, maybe just give you some insight and updates on what we have going on. Um, CJ, what's new in your role, man? Well, I guess I'll start with this. This is my we'll we'll start with my big conspiracy theory at this moment. We just okay. joined the TikTok Creator Fund, and I'm trying to convince Cooper that the TikTok is now going to start limiting our views of videos because they don't want to pay people as much. So that it's like a trick. It's like they'll 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 show you to the world for free, but the second that you want to start getting paid, they're gonna be like, well, we're gonna weed out what's really good, and what's not really good, and we'll we'll let you know when you can earn a little cash so we just started the creator fund we'll see how it's we'll see how it works if you haven't followed us on tiktok go do it mountaineer media we've we're pretty funny honestly i feel like it's a different side of us that we don't always get to show on all of our other platforms that's you man you've become this comedian (laughs) personality we've i've Um, got a ghost writer (laughs) um but guys yeah tiktok is cool because a lot of people listen to this if you're a podcast listener um you know i think most people are on social media these days tiktok it definitely at first was like oh it's young kids clearly it's um it's a become a behemoth of a social oh media site but i'll tell you cj how many west virginians are on there i mean it's hundreds insane. of thousands of people oh, and they're very insane. vocal they're they they comment they like they share they're on there they, they want to talk about west virginia and we've we've had like we'll, we'll post you have one post i think it got one hundred and fifty thousand views eleven thousand likes and yeah. i don't know five or six hundred comments from real west virginians not like these aren't just random people in the world these are west virginians so it's kind of been mind-blowing honestly the community that's developed in there yeah, you 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 called somebody out though yesterday. You uh you got on there in in Mountain Mama, I think it was. It's something like that. Mountain, she was, yeah. yeah, she was saying that there aren't any job or there are jobs. Nobody wants to work, and you know yada yada. And so it's like okay, right. it, you you kind of riffed back, you rattled back at her a little bit. <laughs> you chirped as if you would, in your own words, you chirped back at her a little bit. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, we, we don't have to get into the economic development and opinions <laughs> and philosophies of of that, but um, it's fun. And, you know, I do want to say thank you to everybody that does uh, interact with us on social media. Sure. I think LinkedIn, LinkedIn and TikTok. Yeah. Um, it, it just seems like you get West Virginians in a room and it's like um, you do this in person and people want to talk about it. Um, the same plays out to social media. Um, so we we always greatly appreciate all the comments, shares, and likes that you guys give us on there um, because it really it gives us motivation. It inspires us. People said, "Hey, you know, I really enjoyed this. I showed this to my aunt who's from the state." And like, that's cool. You know, it's just yeah. it's such it builds such a 
deep connection because sometimes podcasts are one way, right? We're just talking into your mic. We hope you guys are enjoying this, but the social media allows it to be a conversation. It allows us to go back and forth with you guys. So I, th- I just think that's awesome. That was one of our core, at, at our core, Cooper, early on, you introduced me to Gary V. And Gary has kind of changed my life too. Like, I mean, you start listening to Gary every day. And I remember you said that you'd listen to Gary, Gary V every day for like three or four years, five years, something Mm -hmm. like that. And that's kind of like where some of our values, or some of not our values, but like our core, like mission of like, let's start our strategy. Exactly. Start with the pod or start with social, go to the pod and then branch out from there. Focus on things like LinkedIn, TikTok, and then hit Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as much as you can. But it's like start with the platforms that it's not oversaturated and kind of, you know, target on those and then, you know, work around, you know, work with all the other platforms and try and grow your brand. And so anyway, Gary Vee has been a a big influence on our work and our, Mm -hmm. you know, journey through Mountaineer Media through the first year. Well, it honestly, it's fundamental to what when we set out, we said we call ourselves a communications group. Um, and we've talked about this. You guys have heard us talk about this endlessly, that we wanted to help write the West Virginia's history in terms of we wanted to facilitate conversations. We wanted to put out content and it, we didn't want it to just be us pontificating about our yeah, own yeah, personal exactly. POVs. Social media, I think, allow and Gary's whole approach is that you have to meet people where they are, listen to the consumer, don't let you know, these external forces tell you what to do. It's actually just go where the people are at. Um, So we say all that to just, hey, look, like we're trying to tell stories that are authentic and not just the, uh, you know, the national agenda or just getting your news or something through like uh, something that's filtered. We want this to be as as authentic as possible. And our guests hopefully come on here and they deliver something that I think, CJ, that you don't see, um, they don't deliver that to other places. Like if they were given an interview, like in a magazine, um, not to knock magazines, we just had Nikki Bowen Mills on here with a great West Virginia magazine. But but when when we, when they come on here, they feel like they can speak their mind pretty freely. Um, so I just, I really cherish that, uh, authentic trust that we have back and forth with the community. Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I think this will end up being our 50th episode. Actually, we've had 47 guests and two anniversary episodes. So congratulations, Cooper. We are on our 50th podcast. As long as I'm not doing the math wrong, but uh, I think that that's about right. Anyway, Gary V, yes, 100% is all about go to where the people are, who who wants to listen, why do they want to listen, you know, tell tell your story and the people will ultimately, you know, find you because those are the people that want to listen to what you have to say. Anyway, regardless, if we could have uh, Gary Vandercheck on the Mountaineer Media Podcast, I don't think we would turn down the opportunity. So although he might not have any West Virginia ties, I do think uh, that would be pretty cool. Gary V Audio Experience, go check it out if you're looking for another podcast to listen to. That's always a good one. So Anyway, the other cool thing that I saw that we've like indirectly talked about, how about Sir Richard Branson shooting himself into space? How freaking cool was that? <laughs> when, mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for the day for Elon to hop in one of his rockets and go up too, you know? <laughs> well, Jeff Bezos is next. Um, yeah, Bezos is next. When is his? His is soon though, right? It's like It is soon. It's like in the next couple of days. 
I can't help but think think about this guy. Sir Richard Branson had, you know, and the reason why we're even talking about this is not, I mean, it's fascinating, it's cool, but he does have a roundabout connection to West Virginia. The Virgin Hyperloop is in, I think it's Tugger County. Um, yeah, is yeah, where yeah, it's going to be, the, te- yes. the testing center is. Um, so, I mean, somewhere at some point in time, he sat down in like a giant boardroom and was contemplating <laughs> the pros and cons of West Virginia. And ultimately they felt that it was uh, a pro to select West Virginia. So I would, you know, if somehow we could get him on here to, to hear what, you know, his thoughts are on West Virginia and why he selected, that'd be amazing. Uh, who knows? We'll here's see a, if here's we ever... a cool picture. I know I pulled up a screen share, so not the best audio experience for us, but or for our listeners. But this is a it's a picture of Richard Branson in the Virgin Galactic ship going up, and it's just like it looks like his face is kind of like pressed back, like the G force is really just hitting his body. I That's mean, pretty, it's sick, man. Some, it's sick, real shit, man. I don't yeah. know if I would, uh, I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> well, you know what though? Like to these, I mean, I'm sure in a way it, it's like, I mean, it's kind of like. When we talked with, who who was that that first, it, it was Homer, it was Homer Hickam that said, the space race has changed, it's not about US, Russia, China, it's it's commercial racing now, you know, it's almost right. like, you know, it's it's almost like NASCAR to space though, you know, it's, it's and, and right. the, the, the headliners are Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos and Elon, you know, so... It's like it, they have to do that, don't you think? Like, don't they have to be as much a part of the what they're trying to sell as you know the, the just the product itself? Hey, look, I mean, you know, it looks like a movie script. Billionaires riding their own rocket ships. It is pretty ships wild. Into space. I know, I know, it is crazy. It's crazy. What else is new with you, man? Just uh, you know, we're we're in terms of like work, you know down at the station wchs channel eight check me out um that's my plug um in charleston so you know we're we're winding down we're getting ready for um well we're winding down from you know the end of the spring sports season and the high school fall sports season is just around the corner so i'm actually taking another trip you guys you were laughing at me for being at the beach a couple weeks ago i'm i'm going back to the beach baby and so I'm I'm getting my one more good weekend of vacation before really hitting it hard at the station with everything in like that first week of August is just that's when things go crazy. So, but the other thing that's actually really cool going on in Charleston is the TBT this week, the the basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. So, Best Virginia and, and Heard That are both playing in Charleston at the Charleston Coliseum and Convention Center. So that's super cool to me. Like the fact that you know everybody always pats Marshall and WVU on the back for like you guys always just have great attendance great fans like very enthusiastic you know just communities supporting both the football and basketball and everything i think we saw it with martial soccer too when they won the national championship how how huntington really rallied behind those guys super cool stories about communities and fan bases both marshall and wvu have i think a large part of that is because there's no professional sports team in west virginia but just to see like the tbt recognizing how active and fun those communities are like they said they said best virginia and heard that have such fun enthusiastic fans behind them we're gonna go to them we're gonna hold a regional in charleston west virginia so heard that best virginia can play in their own backyard hopefully play against each other on wednesday and have the coliseum sold out five thousand plus people watching best virginia heard that that would be crazy but to me what's still mind-blowing is that 
there there are still groups out there like TBT recognizing like these guys have the best fan bases in the country and we're going to go to them. I think that's so cool. Well, it makes sense, right? Because we don't have a, a pro team here. So like if you come yeah. through a major university in West Virginia, fans remember you. I mean, like you could go, yeah, you could sure. be like, Day- you could walk up to a random person in West Virginia and be like, remember Kevin Pitzlogel and remember Deshaun Butler? And they would be like, of course I do. And those were just, kids that had four years at a university and played good basketball but it, it, it does seem like what in west virginia we um not that we hang on like to our legends but we remember them because it, it yeah. is so kind of important to the whole sports ecosystem within the state yeah yeah who puts I, that on like who runs that who decided like who facilitates TBT? that though well it's a group i mean it's a it's a company the basketball oh, like tournament a, is like a private company you know oh, they okay. they pay the winner. It's a winner take all one million dollar tournament. So you can't holy shit a million dollars. Yeah, the team, the winning team wins a million dollars outright. What do they do with that? So like they, they all split it. They split it up. Yeah, that's a ton of money. Holy it's shit, a million dollars. I think like that's that's the thing across They're, ten people, like ten people on the yeah, roster. Yeah, twelve or? people probably. Yeah, ten to twelve people. So I mean, it's a lot of money for these guys, and because most of them, like if you play in the NBA, you're not allowed to play in TBT. So all of the guys playing are international guys, you know? So, like, a lot of these guys that are playing are still pros. They're just international pros. And so I can't speak for on what they're making individually, internationally, because it, it does vary depending on if you're playing in Spain or Turkey or China or Italy. You know, everybody's making different money. But, like, to walk away with a hundred grand for playing that's crazy. five, six games of basketball over the course of a month, that's a lot of money, you know? That's awesome. Yeah. So. So anyway, I didn't yeah. know it was that much money. Wow. Yeah, yeah, the basketball tournament. So I, I think it's super cool, man. The idea that you're just getting a bunch of alumni teams together. You're just like, hey, man, represent your school. Get a couple of guys that you played with and get on a team and, and see if you can't win the whole thing. Now, granted, not everybody's an alumni team. There are teams that are just like groups of people that are good friends with each other, like overseas elite. You know, that's they're not a, a, an Alabama alumni team or anything like that. So. But I do yeah. think Best Virginia and Heard That are just super cool stories of, like, I mean, Heard That's got John Elmore, Ott Elmore, for everybody in the world that knows who Ott Elmore is because he picked up four fouls and a, three fouls and a tech foul and hit a, a three-pointer and an assist in an NCAA game, but he was on Barstool Sports the next day, you know? So, like, yeah. I mean, that, that story's cool. And then Best Virginia, of course, like, you've got – Jawan Staten and you know Kevin Jones playing and Tariq Phillip and Kanate like just and just cool man it's it's awesome I think this is like you said this is this even amplifies what you were talking about even more so that we don't necessarily hang on to like the old legends but they're they're never forgotten you know and so I think when things like this happen like TBT I mean it's even it shows even more so like the support that a bunch of like alumni get from the community it's so it's cool man it's just awesome you know who uh the west liberty i feel like they've had a ton of good shooting teams like i feel like if yeah. they got a bunch of alumni together they could be a pretty deadly team yeah west liberty like the, alumni. The, they would score like regularly like a hundred i know it's not maybe plus you can, yeah you can say it's the same level as w marshall i'm sure they'd take offense to that but like they would shoot or they would have like 130 points a game or something like no some dude games were crazy nuts, like. no crazy i've seen some, some of my favorite basketball games i've seen involved west liberty i mean they're just 
That conference, too, that's called the Mountain East Conference. A bunch of West Virginia schools are in it. It's mainly West Virginia schools that are in that MEC. And West Liberty has run the show in basketball for a decade now. And, it's man, they just shoot lights out. They just find yeah. shooters that, you know, good rebounders, but five smart guys on the court just play. Yeah, and they can four shoot can, their ass off. Four can shoot anywhere on the court, and a fifth can probably shoot, you know, <laughs> Just anywhere else, you know, fifty percent of the time. So they just they just know what they're looking for, and so you know they just picked up a guy from Charleston Catholic, that Aiden Satterfield, who we've talked to yep. Crystal Good, his her son Aiden Satterfield just graduated from CCHS, and he's going up to West Lib. So anyway, that's that's kind of that's where my life's at. What about you? You you head over heels in crypto right now? <laughs> no, hold on now, I can't. <laughs> um, no, I mean, look, I like my, you know, you guys give us your set. your bank statement. Let's see what you've been investing well, in. Let's see. <laughs> Wait, so I, okay, I got a question for you. Are those TikTok videos of like, see what your senators are investing in? See what CEOs are? Are those real? Are there websites that actually disclose that information? Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you guys have heard me mention I'm a. The only reason I laugh at that is because it's so difficult to talk in media about investing in, in, in money and in, in wealth, whatnot. Because if you're an advisor, um, you know I've mentioned a few times I'm a, my actual day job is being a financial advisor. Um, it's just regulated, so it's just you know I, it, it's hard for me to discuss, I guess, in detail because it could be seen as a recommendation. Um, but yeah, 100%. Like if you're curious, like if even our West Virginia politicians, um, if you want to know what Joe Manchin or Shelley Moore Capito, if you want to see what they're publicly trading. Um, there's a few different government, you know, essentially their watchdog uh, websites that can show you what uh, public, you know, whatever politician has in their portfolio. Um, you know, much to the uh, frustration and kind of wait a second type of feel from people, because sometimes you'll see politicians, you know, buy uh, a certain position and maybe say Amazon or something. And then a couple of days later, some type of news or they get awarded a contract. Um, it's like, well, okay, wait, that kind of smells pretty, yeah, pretty fishy there. Um, that's just government. I mean, that's way over my pay grade to speculate on how to fix that, but, um, definitely, um, well, that, that, but, that's exactly what you were just talking about though. That's like inside trading right there. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, our, you know, our country is governed proof. by, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, our country is governed by politicians that make and facilitate business arrangements for states and for the country. So, um, again, over our pay grade to try to speculate on how to fix that, but uh, it's definitely, definitely the case. Um, you know, the, honestly, it brings a great, good point because social media and financial literacy, um, there's a professor who I had at WVU called Naomi, Dr. Naomi Boyd. Um, who's a finance professor and she's trying to lead a, a children's like financial literacy, like initiative in West, specifically within West Virginia. Um, it's something that I've kind of would love to do um, just to like empower kids, you know, because we've, we've spoken with people on here before. Uh, I think one of the, um, who was the, it was Michael Stolarczyk's friend. I'm blanking on his name right now. The, the banker that we had, um, oh, no, the other guy. Oh, oh, um, yeah. Uh, shoot, I'm blanking on his name right now. Um, he spoke about like, you know, financial literacy and, and with children and whatnot and, and just needed. So if you're listening to this and you're somewhat passionate around financial literacy, you have some type of experience or authority on it. Um, I think that'd be a great, you know, piece for us to do to talk about and facilitate within West Virginia culture. Dan Smithson. Dan Smithson. Dan Smithson. Yeah. Sorry, Dan. We had a we had a good conversation with him looking back about the the future of money and do you remember the 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 
big topic, I guess the one that I took away was just all of these federal loans were given out, but and they were all going to be just wiped clean, basically, but none of them had been wiped clean. So, you know, that was like the big discussion at the time. So I don't, I don't know where even that stands. I'm not sure. If well, you got to apply for it. Yeah, you do. I think you got like everyone got their PP loan, PP payment protection. Yeah loan but you have to to in order to not pay it back you have to apply to get it uh wiped clean i'm sure it will it was well, that's what his point was it I just mean, had it, happened have to though be. like no, not yeah. not a single one had happened of course when we talked to him gosh let's look i mean the date on that was october 15th although it didn't feel like we were mid-pandemic by god we were still damn mid-pandemic in october you know what i mean so you know, it's been like what a year and a half of being in the pandemic now. Well, or yeah, I mean, think about that. Like, it was March, March to March, yeah, March be 14th, one year. the second or third week in March of 2020 was when everything shut down. So, I'll, I'll never forget it was actually like a very vivid moment for me because I knew it was the girls' state basketball tournament in, in Charleston at the Charleston Coliseum, and I knew heading into this game that was going on. There was a game going on at the time. I knew going over there that the governor had announced that day that he was shutting the tournament down. I get there, and it had it was like there was no self, not, not that there wasn't self-service, but it was the bubble of just like nobody knew right. anything in there. And so like the teams playing, the coaches in the game had no idea that it had been shut down. I'm sure that like there was a hint. But so anyway, they finished the game. And then everybody figured it out. And it was just like kids were crying. The coaches were just like, you know, tearing up themselves. Like, holy right. shit, man, what just happened? Had no clue that this game, you know, the, the tournament had been canceled. And they were the last teams to play in the 2020 season. So just very, that was that was pretty wild. Um, just that day in, in general. I remember it's like when the world stopped, basically. Just, I, I yeah. definitely remember it very well. It's been, you know, West Virginia, we were, we've had a wild ride with the pandemic because I think, you know, early on it was like we had no cases and we thought, oh, we're going to be able to avoid this pandemic. And of course, that's just not true um, or that was never going to happen, probably because we weren't maybe testing at scale. So we didn't have any, you know, insight on people were getting COVID or not. But then we go through it. We do have a generally elderly population. So it is an at risk and unfortunately an unhealthy population as well. So COVID disproportionately affects people that are older and uh, unhealthy. So it was critical that West Virginia got vaccinated, um, much to the credit of folks that we've had on, like Clay Marsh. I don't know what episode, CJ, that was, but him, the governor, and of course, a ton of other people, our, our frontline workers, uh, really pushed. I think we made, West Virginia made a deal where it was like, we were not going to lock ourselves in to going through the big big box pharmacies for uh, vaccine distributions. We said our culture, our people, I believe was the thought process, need to go through their local um you know, their local pharmacists, you know, we have, we have thousands of little towns that have 500 people, 1000 people, 2000 people, those people trust their local doctor. And I believe that's why our program was so successful early on getting vaccinated is that we went that route. Um, I don't know where I haven't followed up with it as much in terms of where we're at now with it. Um, but they're certainly throwing everything. Baby dog is giving out million dollar checks. Um, they're giving away trucks. Um, we're trying to get the rest of the state vaccinated, but that's, I don't know, West Virginia's, it's had its roller coaster with this whole COVID thing. Yeah, you know, and this baby dog stuff too, you know, don't get me wrong, I, I think the idea is cute and, you know, 
it, it's one of the things like if it helps get somebody vaccinated, then th- their job, they did their job. You know, if that, that is their goal is to get people vaccinated and if throwing baby dog out there helps, then okay, then it was successful for, you know, how their belief. You don't, you're not pro baby dog. Oh you're no, I'm pro. pro I like baby dog. I do like baby dog. Do I think baby dog gets <laughs> blown out of proportion a little bit? For sure. If the governor called and said, CJ, we want you to do a photo op with baby dog, would you go down there and like take it, I, put your arm around his shoulder? And take I'd be down there. And, I'd, yeah, man, I'd, I'd be down there faster than. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course. You would too. Come on. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pro baby dog for sure. Just, um, I mean, it, it, look, it's, it's comical. Then. Well, because, I mean, it gets brought up like it does seem it's a little bit embarrassing that like it seems like because I've seen some on the news where it's like West Virginia, it kind of just what the hell are they doing? They've got a dog do it for baby dog. You know, yeah, I mean, like yeah. it's the incentives to me, though, are what like it, it kind of that's where it's almost a slap in the face. Like, OK, start giving away millions of dollars and trucks and guns and shit. It's like, dude, the people that have been vaccinated are like those are the people that wanted to get vaccinated like i don't think that's changing anybody's mind i mean maybe it did but the people that are like nah i'm good i don't need the vaccine like i'm healthy i don't want it like i don't know what the long-term side effects of that could be like you know more power to you but i don't think a souped up f-150 is going to change your mind and it might it might you know what actually it brought ken my stepdad brought up a great point think about the chances of winning a million dollars in West Virginia right now. You have to have gotten the vaccine in West Virginia, and you have to be eligible over 18, right? And you have to apply. So not only did, you know, let's say 70% of the population got the vaccine. How many people yeah. actually applied? Maybe 60%, you know, 50% if, if that. The chances best to chance win a million dollars because of it, doitforbabydog.com, that's the highest percentage chance you'll ever have to win a million dollars. Crazy. Right. It's insane. You know? I mean, there's only one and a half million people in West Virginia anyway. So, like, it's like, think about when you start that's, breaking it down, yeah. like, under 50%. I mean... Less than one in a million. Less than one in a million. So anyway, it's crazy. Cooper, you got a fire alarm going off there? Yes. Yeah, so let me let me mute myself. CJ, maybe you should go on a model. We can cut this up. <laughs> Hold on. There's like I think it's like a testing. Hold on one second. I'm gonna, um, um. <laughs> maybe that's the alarm. Like all right, fellas, wrap it up. <laughs> we'll have to cut this out. This is. I think it's a. Let me check my email. I think it's a test. God fucking damn it! What a fucking trying to do a podcast today. It's not working. <laughs> I know. Seriously though. Sometimes the world just tells you. All right, yeah. Sprinkler. Sprinkler's about to start. You better cover up your, your computer. <laughs> Fuck it. We're leaving this part in. <laughs> Is it? It's probably going to be annoyingly loud. Um, <laughs> maybe we just wrap it up then. <laughs> we could just wrap this up. Cooper, next week we have Bill Carter coming on. Bill is the um, the owner of Mountaineer Employment Solutions, who is a major sponsor for us. MES, BeAMountaineer.com. They are trying to help pe- put people back to work, and especially now. And that's where I think we're going to have a good conversation just about the what what is the true situation are there a ton of jobs and nobody wants to go back to work or that's definitely not the case so i I, i'll be interested to get his take 
on that situation and kind of see how he feels because he literally works in that realm of putting people into work. So we'll see right. in, the, in the minimum wage discussion versus like good paying job. So we'll see, but that's, that is what we've got lined up for next week. So that should be a good conversation with Bill. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, he probably better than anybody's going to know what the, the current job situation looks like in West Virginia. Um, look, I mean, I think there's going to be pockets of like, yes, there's certain companies and industries that have applications. And some of the comments that we were getting on CJ had a funny TikTok up was just kind of following a, a trend. Underrated. And, I, I'm waiting for that TikTok love. I'm telling you, that was an underrated video I posted. I, I'm upset. Yeah. I, I hope that gets more love. I do. It was, it was good. But I mean, people were saying, oh, West Virginia does have jobs. And I pushed back and said, well, okay, yes. If we want to say our, our state has jobs available, there certainly are. There's industries that are growing. We're trying to grow technology jobs. We're trying to get high paying professions. Um, but I mean, it, you can just look at data in general, our jobs are not uh, high paying career oriented professions. Like maybe possibly someone could find outside of you know, outside of West Virginia. That's why kids go to college, they leave the state and they get a different job because they don't see a long-term career there. So that not saying that that can't change or there's not pockets of where that's untrue. Um, but to, to say, yeah, well, we've got this amount of minimum wage jobs. Like that's not, that shouldn't be the goal of a family of four just to have a minimum wage job, right? Um, you could argue that it should be higher than minimum wage. That's a whole different uh, rabbit hole to go down. Um, but the goal, and I'm trying to was trying to push back on that girl, is that the state still needs, um, you know, we need substance, we need a, a real industry, we need a few different diverse industries to come in to, you know, pay sixty, seventy thousand, eighty thousand, ninety thousand dollar a year positions. Because if not, we're going to get kids who go to Ohio, they'll go to Virginia, they'll go to Pennsylvania, they'll go to New York, right? They're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, um, think- so, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, sorry, my alarm's going back on again. This is good. (laughs) So anyway, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, it will be an interesting conversation we'll have with Bill next week. I do think part of the problem is that there just aren't any, there's no major industry here now. And I don't think that needs to be the one size fits all. Like not everybody's going to be a coal miner. Not everybody needs to be a steel mill worker, but that is, we, we, West Virginia hopefully is moving in a different direction where there are major industries that come, but it is still a collection of, you know, small businesses that help fuel you know fund the rest of you know the 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 communities and the economy so yeah we'll we'll discuss all of that all right cooper well i think that is gonna wrap this one up thank you guys for tuning in as always and i'm sure you've heard us riff enough about everything but nothing at the same time so thank you again for listening hopefully we're back next week uh, barring technical difficulties for a third week in a row fingers crossed Hope you uh, cross your fingers for us as well. We'll try and get things fixed up and cleaned up next week. Thank you, guys. As always, big shout-out to all of our sponsors. Mr. B Potato Chip, the only potato chip made in the state of West Virginia. Mountaineer Employment Solutions, Ray's Rub, and um, Mountaineer Roasting. Use Media15 on MountaineerRoasting.com to get a 15% discount. So Ray's Rubs on Amazon, MES. Check out you know our website. Check them out on bmountaineer.com and then of course mr b you can order anytime from their website so we encourage you to go support those small businesses because they support us as well but you know thank you guys just for listening and supporting us with a listen and an interaction on social media so thank you again shout out to everybody out there who's you know enjoyed listening to us and we'll be back again next week see you guys